Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome OT entrepreneurs to the OT's Get Paid podcast, episode 79, where we discuss planning a week in your OT business. As a business owner, and I'm going to push you here and call you a CEO, your time is valuable and often limited. It's one of the pillars that we have here at OTs Get Paid, increasing your clarity. So you decrease that overwhelm. And it's important to make the most of planning your week ahead in advance. And today we're going to dive into some tips to get you started. As we go through this practical conversation, I want you to remember that the shift here is moving from a reactive, overwhelmed occupational therapist with a business that might not be paying themselves very much or making a lot of profit to a proactive business owner and even better, CEO. This is another episode in our productivity series. And if you look back, you'll see that we have many. We have nuance in these episodes where we recognize that we have two assets, time and money. And as a coach, And as a consultant, I never recommend that you throw time at your problems in order to save money. In fact, every tip comes with the outcome of increasing the amount of money in your business by using your time wisely. Please go back and listen to the other podcasts in the productivity series that are just in front of this one. Additionally, please listen to episode 57 where we talk about hosting your own CEO retreat, and season one, episode 16, dating your CEO self. A social scientist named Dr. Roy Bauermeister did a study, and he came up with the one trait beyond intelligence that predicted college success. 
I admittedly did not read these studies. I heard about it on a Marie Forleo podcast and also then saw a few articles in the newspaper about this. So I do not know what Dr. Roy Baumeister defines as success. But I'm not going to vet this study. I'll take it <laughs> and believe. <laughs> the newspapers that I was reading are have summarized this well. It's really not the point. The point is the trait beyond intelligent that best predicted college success is self-control or willpower. Now, what does that mean? He is quoted as saying it is the ability to resist impulses and temptation. Can you say strong frontal lobes, anyone? Next, I refer to a business guru, I guess, although maybe I shouldn't use that word, but he's one of the role models that I look to very often called Alex Hormozy. And he has a personal philosophy that I happen to agree with. He's very blunt, and he says in many much of his social media and one of the books that I've bought of his called $100 Million Offers, I think, um, you're going to do two things as a business owner. And that's what he believes his philosophy is too. He says he's either going to die at the end of the day and not having succeeded at this, or he's going to eventually succeed at this before he dies. So he's going to die trying, quite literally. And I want to remind you that time is on your side. If you believe this and take this as a personal business philosophy, many of you will have heard me say this, and I will repeat myself, that your job, I created a model called the loop to 100K. Your job on the road to 100K is to stay in that loop. And it really means stay open and make some money, and pay yourself, and survive to that number that so many female or female-identifying entrepreneurs don't get to, and or past year five. That's it. That's all you have to do. And I love these two pieces of information because I want to remind you that we are adults, and we can figure out how to keep going. I see many, many, many OT entrepreneurs who late in life have either been formally diagnosed or self-diagnosed themselves with ADHD, which we know is a challenge with the frontal lobes. And I'm not saying that that's not going to impede you, but I am also saying that you do not need to be the smartest. You do not need to be the best. You do not need to be a whiz at marketing. I'm sure not. You don't have to be a financial guru. I'm not. You can keep trying. Use the self-control and the willpower and access the strength that you do have in your frontal lobes and work with the focus that you have at the times that you have it and keep going. I was stuck in a rut a few weeks ago and I had a mindset call with my mastermind coach. I actually won it because getting one-on-one -on -one with her is almost impossible. I couldn't afford that price. And I was feeling pretty stuck. Admittedly, a lot of it has to do with my health, and I've noticed a direct correlation between how I feel and my ability to stay hopeful and optimistic and forward-thinking. Not a surprise, but boy, oh boy, is that evidence there for me on the regular right now. And this call came on a down day, which is great. I mean, great day for a mindset call, right? And she said to me, a variation of this. So 
If you're finding this really hard, Trish, if you feel really stuck on this one point that we were discussing, when are you going to give up? When are you going to stop? When are you going to stop trying to figure this out? The solution to this problem. How many more times will you try? She said. And I really thought about it. And I was uncharacteristically silent as I actively thought about it. And my answer was, Hey, Trish. Yes, Ashley? As an OT entrepreneur who's just starting to make money, I bet you've thought, oh my gosh, I just got my first few clients. What the heck do I do now? Don't worry. At Therabyte, we have you covered. We heard you and we created intake and consent templates just for you. So you've downloaded the template and now you can say, amazing, I know exactly how to get my clients started. Oh, I wish I'd had this in the beginning. I pulled everything together and needed something this efficient. Okay, so where can listeners find these templates, Ashley? Super easy. The link will be in the show notes. You just hop over to our website, find templates, and you've got your download. Sounds great. Least 250 more times. And by then, I'll take stock again. And it'll probably be at least another thousand times after that. <laughs> I surprised myself with that answer. I was like, that is true. I don't know how, if that's like 250 times a day and then I'm done or whatever. But I really, truly felt that was the answer that bubbled up. And beyond that, once I get to 1,250 times, <laughs> I bet I'd have dusted myself up. Hopefully that's like any two years and be like, oh, okay, I found some more. I found another gear, right? So as we are talking about planning week in your business, I want you to reflect on these things. So let's talk about, we're going to do some practical tips right now. And I want you to have four tools. The first tool, of course, is your strategic plan, which you have completed three years, one year, and your quarterly goals, and also broken them down monthly into projects and tasks. And if you don't have those things, you can go back to episode 77 and episode 78 in our productivity series, and I think episode 76, where we begin the productivity series and we work through those items along with templates. So go do that. The second tool that you will use is the weekly CEO report that we created here at OTs Get Paid. The link is in your show notes. The third is your calendar. And the fourth is a project management tool like Trello or Asana. So let's take these one by uh, two through three, four, two through four. I had them numbered incorrectly on my paper, which is why I sound like I can't count. I had to do a little bit of quick paper reissue, number reissuing in my head as I'm doing this. So strategic plan, go back and do that. So we're starting with tool number two, the weekly CEO report. This is a guide that I train my students in that are in my 100K club program. And we've had very, very, very positive feedback on it. It is I've spoken about this before. It is a narrative. It is a beautiful Google Doc. It is with so many prompts. It is a way of subjectively organizing what's in your brain 
and getting it out and starting to organize yourself. I do it every week on a Friday. And you have a space for a brain dump, which is the number one thing when I open it up. On really good weeks, I don't need brain dumps. If I'm kind of like hipping and hopping along, I won't need to do that first section. But I cannot begin to underscore that if you feel stuck in any of this, go to the weekly CEO report and do a brain dump. It is the number one strategy that I have when I'm feeling all up Twitter to get reorganized. Kind of like if you've eaten a whole whack of junk food and then one day your body goes, I just need some vegetables. <laughs> Think of the brain dump as the vegetables that you don't want to eat, but that admittedly make your body feel a lot better if you've had too much junk food or if you've been traveling and you've been eating out a lot and you're like, I need a salad. There are other prompts in the weekly CEO report. Some of the other prompts include what is working in your business right now? What is not working in your business? Let's go back and look at your data. What are the projects you have upcoming? What are some of the big rocks that you're really struggling with? Who has championed you this week, along with many others? And one of the members of the 100K Club recently just raved about this tool, even though they had seen it and never really used it, and finally leaned into it after training and said, this has you know, blown the lid off of how I organize my time and my week because I get all my thoughts. I can communicate with my spinning thoughts. I can communicate with the other leaders in the senior leadership team. And it helps me organize beyond and plan beyond what I could without this tool. So again, grab that. It's in your show notes. Now let's talk about your calendar. You need a place to begin to do some planning. And we're going to be talking about some time blocks and how to organize each day. Many of you I know still have a paper calendar and you're like, you're going to take and pry this out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> and that is okay. You will need to move past paper soon because those of you who have a paper calendar and you are a solopreneur, you will, if you're interested in growing your company, and I think you probably are because you're listening to this podcast, you will grow out of that quickly when you have a VA or when you have somebody else doing other tasks in your business, which is coming if you're a solopreneur. Those of you who run teams and you still have a paper calendar, I'm going to challenge you to grab the weekly CEO report and try to have that online, fill it out online. It's a Google Doc, so you just you know type and slowly shift your calendar into online because you have people that are relying on you and need to know your calendar and eventually know what all of those projects are. And we're going to talk about how to use a project management tool as well. So let's talk about time blocking, where you actually go to your calendar, and I'm sure many of you do this, and you have beautiful, for those of you especially with paper, you have beautiful color-coded, this is, you know, what I do in this time, and this time, and this time. Some of you are still in the delivery of services, many of you, especially those who are on the road to making $100,000 a year gross. And you're shifting from that kind of therapist with a business into feeling like a business owner. And that obviously is what makes the money in your business. So that needs to be time blocked first. And ideally at a time that works well for your brain. 
Or if this is the easiest part of your day, then later on or whenever your brain feels more sluggish. So again, we're talking about things that generate revenue versus our revenue expense. And you know, there's plenty of times I talk about how we take what looks like a revenue expense and turn it into revenue generation. That's not exactly this podcast today. But the things that you are very clear on, especially when you are delivering a service, a billable service, that is revenue generation. So anything that really generates revenue for you, put that in your calendar at a time that best suits your brain. And as well, we need to start thinking very clearly about what are revenue generation activities that are not working in your business, but on your business. For those of you who are in the road to, on the road to 100K, not in the paid road to 100K group coaching program, but on the road to 100K, most of that will still be marketing. And if you want more of a breakdown, if you're in the start phase or the growth phase, I want you to go to season two, episode 19. It's an amazing episode. In fact, one of my goals for Q1 and Q2 is going to be start seeding this episode into more of the lead magnets that we have because it's one of the best ones we've done and it has so much practical information, like a personalized roadmap for where you are in your business. Run to season two, episode 19. It's excellent to find out what you should be doing at each stage of your business. Above this, We really want you to be looking at working on things like your company's vision and mission, collaborating with others, looking at affiliates, how you have something that is different, whether it's in your offer or your niche, and looking at leading your team, building your team through operations, hiring, firing, onboarding, teaching people different parts of their job, whether it's marketing or sales or operations, or fulfillment. In the morning, I do my top revenue generation tasks for the, that are on the business because that's when I have optimal energy and I have fewer distractions since most people aren't working at that point. And this is time for me to create the things in my business while maintaining some real pace and momentum. And as a result, I get more done in less time and I grow my business faster. In the afternoon, and and that includes really meetings that I'm still learning about as a CEO, especially around joint ventures and business growth. In the afternoon, I tend to leave some of the direct revenue generation tasks, such as having my one-on-one clients, VIP day clients, or coaching in my Road to 100K and 100K Club Mastermind. Additionally, having meetings with my team. And that is because I find personally that I can rise to the occasion of fulfillment. So fulfillment would be me coaching people. That's the fulfillment part of my business. And being with others on my team, even if I'm tired. My zone of genius is coaching others. So actually, I find that both draining and energizing, but it's the end of the day and I can always rise to that occasion. And I find the same thing when I have meetings with my existing team. I don't find those very challenging because again, 
I get a surge of energy. There is a quiz called the Predictable Success Quiz that I am using all the time now. In fact, I used it for hiring my latest operations manager, who I hope becomes a guest on this podcast soon. We're still trying to work on her. She says she's a little shy. We'll see. And it's a very fast, easy, free quiz. And it breaks you down. It's another kind of strengths-based quiz into visionary operations. Um, shoot, why am I forgetting? And I've seen it so many times. Visionary, synthesizer, processor, or operations. And in fact, there's somebody I didn't hire because they scored high, high, high on a visionary for the operations manager position. And I'm actually high in operations as well, but I was way high in visionary and I needed somebody who was way higher than me in operations. And so you don't need to take the predictable success quiz, although I recommend it. You can look at any other strength finder you've ever done and look at what is your strength. So therefore, when fit those pieces together like a puzzle, don't fight against it. So schedule it for the best part of time of your day or hire somebody else to do it. Okay. I know that a lot of you are going to say, but I don't have the money to be able to do that. And that's where we talk about things that cost money in your business actually generating revenue in your business. And the answer to that is having the right KPIs. If my operations manager hits the appropriate KPIs for her job, we make money in the business. We go into that in great depth in the 100K Club. And if you have any questions about that or you want to learn more, please get on a call with us because we can tell you about how we do deep dives into that in our programs. Okay, the other thing that I recommend other than time blocking is having a theme for the things that you work on on your business. So some days I work very specifically on writing days. Some days are podcast days. Some days I do more coaching. Some days are a day to really focus on sales and other days are a day to focus on marketing or teams. I want you to think about all of those different roles that you play, those things you work on, on your business and see if you can put them thematically. You should be marketing every day, right? You should be selling every day. And yet there's times where that theme can then help you determine what to do. So for example, on a sales day, you're going to say, today, I'm going to close X number of sales. And by doing that, I'm going to circle back two people who said not yet. Do that once a week. Have that as a sales day follow-up or another activity that works on sales. On a day where you're focusing on marketing, you can say, I'm going to send an email out to my list. Do something that makes that count. And you're going to hear me say, don't just put stuff out on social media on your marketing day. Reach out to somebody. Do some market research. Approach where does the customer sit in their customer journey? Where do they come before you? Where do they go after you? Do you need to contact those people to create alliances for referrals? I'm just riffing off the top of my head here. Another idea is your team day. You're going to check in with every single member of your team and find out how they are doing. Next. 
Next, I want you to bring out your project management tool. The number one question I get about strategic planning after people have completed the strategic plan is, how do I get things off my strategic plan and into my day-to-day-to-day? In the last episode, we talked about planning for the month and looking at projects versus tasks. And what I want you to do now is to take those projects and tasks and put them in, I have a Trello board called My Week. And there are things that I do, especially if I time block and especially if I have themes for each day, where I put in that are every something I do every Monday, something I do every Tuesday, Wednesday, et cetera, et cetera. And by looking at your project management tool, by looking at who you have helping you, by looking at what your goals are and how much time you have to dedicate to this, it will help you sort those things out. The other thing that I suggest is doing a time audit. There are plenty of free time audit and a time tracker on the internet. There's lots of business books that have methods of suggesting how to do a time audit or how to track your time. Go for those. Go for it. Just Google any of them and use any of them. Try something if you haven't tried anything. It's one of the things that we discuss at length in our programs, especially really getting to understand what are the tasks that make money in your business? What is a $10 task? Like a real $10 task, like replying to an email versus a $10,000 task developing um, a sales page for your offer. Or if you don't have an online product, it would be figuring out how you're going to sell maybe a sales script for when families call or a script in marketing to go and form a new alliance with somebody. We discuss this at length, as I said, in our programs. And we're going to have some change in our programs. And if our road to 100K, so anybody that's making on the road to 100,000 gross a year who has an OT business or is already making $100,000 and is interested in joining what we're calling now our 100K Club Mastermind, please book a call with us and we can talk about it and we can have you screened and apply and see if you want to join one of our programs where we go into this in depth. So in the last few episodes, we've kind of gone from the top to the bottom in terms of three years, one year, quarterly, monthly, and weekly. And I hope that you find this series very helpful. Stay tuned. We have two more where next episode, we are going to be talking to two business owners, their co-owners, and how they use systems to organize their really original business idea that's across the province in various different sites of bricks and mortar. And lastly, we're going to add on what I think is probably going to wind up being a two-parter episode about rest and how rest is so important to productivity and actually I seeing it as like a real justice, social justice issue and as something very revolutionary in our worlds. Until next time. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you have feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. 
we would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time.